detective. Thrill me. Thanks for joining us again. Moving in towards Christmas, but going non-Christmas, Jared. Mm. Yeah. I whipped this one up because I stumbled across it in my DVD collection. Yeah. Then you forgot it was Christmas. <laughs> I forgot it was Christmas. <laughs> this is 2005's Hostage. But before we get to that, what have we been watching? Jared, I have watched absolutely nothing apart from half of the new documentary on Stan about Ben Robert Smith, mm. which is very interesting. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. I, I misspoke. We've also been watching My Crazy Obsession. Some guy likes to rock up to bodies of water and swim around like a merman. <laughs> okay. Well, I will hear no, I will hear no um, derogatory comments about anything that I've watched then. That's, that's... Yeah, correct. Correct. What's, it's what's that unbelievable. Oh, it's just some shit that, you know, usually gets put on at night before we go to bed. Mm. And fuck me, you should see some of these people. Honestly, like... I think you should be on there watching shit TV shows before you go to bed. That's your crazy obsession. My crazy obsession is watching fucking hoarders. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, watching hoarders or oh, some bullshit about uh, fucking fat people or something oh, like that. God. Yeah, I've seen a fair bit of shit, I must admit. Mm. But apart from that, I watch fuck all. Right. What about you? So I went to the cinemas to check out Godzilla Minus One. Oh, yeah. Fucking awesome. Yeah. The best Godzilla movie that I've watched. Was that, that was made by, not by Americans, correct? Correct. Well, strangely enough, Strange. it's good. And you know what the budget on it was? Huh. $15 million. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. You need to spend $200 million. No. Well, they, they spent 15 and I can tell you there was still sequences where I was kind of blown away by, by what was the going on visually. Yeah. Yeah. And the effects held up fine. I mean, there was a few, there, there was a bit of jankiness in the way that Godzilla walked at times, but overall, I thought it was it was fantastic, and it was a fucking great bit of story work in there. I mean, I've I haven't seen all of the Godzillas. I've seen all the recent ones, and I've seen and I believe I've kind of bookended. I've seen some early ones, and I've seen the. I later believe ones. all the newer ones are kind of crap. Is that right? They're fun. I like them for what they are, but none of them have a story as engaging as this, and they spend more time with Godzilla. I mean, this one was reasonably there's an, there's plenty of Godzilla on the screen overall, but I reckon that's probably a lot less than than what those ones would have. But the story around it was was awesome. So okay, I highly cool. recommend it. I loved it. So that was yeah, that was a good trip to good trip to the pictures. Except I took my son. He's he's a bit of, you know into the Godzilla stuff, and I said to him, yeah, I, I believe I booked tickets to the English dub, but it was subtitled. So he was a he was. I mean, he he's fine with he's he was the dirty, age where he's he? easy to read the subtitles. But I told him it was an English dub, so we should be able to just kind of. You know, lay back and take it all in, and then next thing you know, we're we're reading the entire reading movie. Everything. Good work, but it didn't dull the enjoyment. I think he he was really impressed with it as well. He was right. he was a big fan. Well, that's good. Yeah, I would I would definitely say check it out at the cinemas while you can because I loved it. I went on to Paid in Full, which was another one of the kind of it's kind of the Boys in the Hood type stuff. Um, oh, yeah. a crew of, crew of guys in I'm pretty sure it was New York. Set in New York, got Wood Harris, Mackay Pfeiffer, as part of this little crew that that start running drugs and yeah, you know, quite enjoyed it. It yeah. was good. 
Okay. Good, good watch. Wasn't too long. I did end up with one Christmas bit of work in there, the new Diary of the Wimpy Kid one on Disney. Oh, yeah, I didn't know there was short. one on Disney. Yeah, yeah. They've, they've started making the animated ones, which, you know, not to go too deep into it, but, but they work better because they are animated. Yeah. Uh, having read some of those with my kids, making them live action kind of just took away a large portion of the comedy of it and the, the style of it all. So making them animated, some people fucking hate them, but I'm like, well, this is what the books were. It's pretty much pretty Same faithful thing. to the books and okay. it's in the style of the books, which, which I think works. So that was a bit of fun. I finally, finally watched The Final Rose. Ah, yes. Yeah. Was it actually a slasher? It was, yeah. Was but it, it was more slasher? involved around what was going on on the TV show than much of the Stalk and Slash. The Stalk and Slash stuff was very short and sharp, very quick. Not a lot of prolonged chases or anything like that. Initially, I was loving it. Like they were skewering, they were skewering the the whole production. You know, people were the producer was a real asshole. There was people working on there begging him to watch a short, and he's like, "Fucking stop talking to me!" and all this sort of stuff. And then the the host of the show's rocking up with, "Well, you know, back when I was in a theater company in New York, we used to experiment, and bounce off each other, and all this sort of <laughs> stuff." And the producer's like, "Again, get him away." So they were skewering the the Bachelor, and yeah. I was absolutely up for that. It falls away a little bit. It's still there throughout the piece. That's that's the main part of it. But overall, it was quite enjoyable. I think if they really had to put the foot down on that stuff and ramped up a little bit of the gore and gore and chase and whatnot, <laughs> it would have been really really cool. Okay, you know the ending didn't really knock me knock me over, but I I thought it was a good good fun watch. Definitely the best Tubi original I've watched. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> Okay. It is a Tubi original, isn't it? It is. Well, it's tagged as a Tubi. I don't know, maybe it was a Tubi exclusive, but I think they tagged it as a Tubi original. So, And from there, I spent the rest of my time at Sleepaway Camp. And I watched part... From the start? No, no, I skipped the first one. I went to part two first. That's got a jockstrap raid in it, hasn't it? <laughs> Oh, yeah, there's a couple of there's a couple of raids along the way at Sleepaway Camp. <laughs> that one's not uh, too bad. If I yeah, two correctly. was all right. I, enjoyed I quite that. liked it. And it, funnily enough, Pamela Springsteen was really good. Yeah, Angela. She played it with this this kind of childlike, you know, screws loose, but the whole time the cheery camper vibe. And you know, I, I'm here to you know, I'm doing the right thing. I'm having fun, and you guys aren't. So you know, I'm I'm going to kill you. But whilst I've still got the smile on my face and the the third one was in a similar vein. I didn't really enjoy it as much. I found the problem with both of them was that it was pretty much just here's the setup, and then she just goes one by one through everyone there. Yeah. Um, but both of them were far superior to Return to Sleepaway Camp, which I also watched. I skipped the Survivor. Yeah, that's the one made up of. Yeah, it's made up of a lot of stuff that was already cut in, and I think it was basically unfinished. And yeah, it was. I mean, I found it, but I just I watched. A couple of minutes of it and said, nah, this is, I don't really think it's canon anyway, so I'm, uh, I'm going to skip over and straight to Return to Sleepaway Camp. So how was Return to Sleepaway Camp? Shocker. Absolute shocker. It's got some reasonable actors in it too. There's one of the girls from Glow early on in a career. What's his name? Uh, is it Vincent Pastore? The guy, was oh, yeah. one of the guys from the, the Sopranos and whatnot. And then they get a couple of the old characters back from the original. But it's just an absolute chore. They've got they centre it around one of the worst characters put on screen. It's, it's this kid that keeps getting picked on, but then keeps acting like an asshole. Yeah, and it's like 
you're watching all this stuff go along and you're Ron like, heard why are we here? This. Why are we still following this? And then you've got Ronnie, who is one of the old characters. I think he was a, a camp counsellor in the first one. Mm. And he continually is like, oh, I'm looking after him, you know, let's, let's look after the fella. And then the guy just continues to act like, a, like an ass and does like the most ridiculous things and, and in a really, I don't even know, like the acting is cheesy but in a kind of grating way and I don't know, it was a real struggle, a real struggle. Is there watch. any gore? Not really. There's a couple of kills that are okay, but no, it doesn't make it doesn't make it any easier to sit through the rest of it. I don't doubt that. So yeah, I couldn't I couldn't uh, recommend that one. But overall, I was expecting two and three to be a real real struggle as well. But I enjoyed both of them. So yeah, yeah I think they might be the the more palatable ones. Yeah, well, you can very go much more down the straight slasher line. Yeah, and you can go one, two, three. And have a have an enjoyable kind of marathon through the three three of them, and leave it at that. I would say, mm-hmm. <laughs> although they're still talking about more oh, sequels and reboot uh, remakes and whatnot. I don't think it's there for that. No, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Unless you remade the first one, and you had to keep that twist. You got it by now. Everyone knows. Yeah, and it would have. It's a real delicate one. Yes. Back then, it could have been, you know, it was it was sort of ahead of its time a little bit in the way that was done. Yeah, but it even though there is still some some issues around. Yeah, there are issues around it. Most of the imagine the issues now. Yeah, exactly. Jesus Christ, you'd have to be careful. So yeah, I can't see them remaking that. I can't see them remaking it. Holding that twist and and having it come out well. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Anything else? That was it. All right, let's take a break. Here's the trailer for 2005's Hostage. Hostage situation is unfolding. This Friday, I'm assuming command. You don't get ordered. The time to negotiate our kids and ass is over. Let him go! Bruce Willis. Hostage, rated R, in theaters Friday. Hostage from 2005, directed by Florent Emilio Siri, who directed The Nest. It's produced by Bruce Willis, Mark Gordon, who produced The Day After Tomorrow, Arnold Rifkin, who produced Stag Night, and Bob Yari, who produced Crash. The screenplay is by Doug Richardson, who wrote Money Train, and it's based on the novel by Robert Cray. It stars Bruce Willis as Jeff Talley, Kevin Pollock as Walter Smith, Ben Foster as Mars Krupchik, and Jonathan Tucker as Dennis Kelly. The budget was $52 million. The box office was $77 million worldwide. And the reason <clears throat> Tally's relationship with his daughter Amanda, which is played by Bruce Willis's real-life daughter, Rumor, is so strained is explained in a deleted scene that Amanda had seen Tally attempting suicide in a fit of depression. Now, I don't know how that fits in with what's on screen, but uh, interesting to know there's some deleted stuff because I, my DVD was bare bones. Mm. She was <laughs> she was as bare as bare. I yeah. don't even think there was a trailer on. She was like, you're lucky to fucking have a movie. Holy shit. So live with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember seeing it and going, what the fuck's this doing here? Yeah, yeah. I've still, a, um, it was on Tubi. I've still occasionally come across, I, I dig onto the DVD shelf, and there's occasionally still one wrapped in plastic. <laughs> yeah, I haven't found one of those yet. <laughs> like, oh, oh, I yeah, can't shit. wait I to forgot I was it. intending to watch this. All right, Jared. Hostage. Thoughts? 
I thought it got off to a reasonable start. It's funny that you mentioned that because one of the things I really disliked about the start, I'll get into the specifics of it, but this, the relationship there was a little strange. Like I got what was going on, but there's there's a point where they fucking sit down and talk where I was like, huh? yeah, this yeah. is a, this is really odd. I think it it gets off to a good start, and it, and it's got good actors across the board. Like the guys, you know, all three guys in the car have continued to work. For good reason. They're all reasonable actors. Mm. So I think that stuff all works pretty well. I was reasonably engaged with how it was all going with the initial break-in. You always knew something else was coming, but the turn of two hostage situations coming at each other from either side is great. Yeah. Really cool idea. I don't think they get the best out of it. It does have a solid a number of solid sequences, but down the stretch there was a few decisions about who we ran with and who we focused on that kind of just with cold, just made the movie go cold for me. Mm. So I settled on a two and a half. I mean, I think there was points where I was hanging at a three. I think the, the direction's really solid in points, and I was right there, but just towards the end it just took a bit of a dip for me. So okay. I, I went two and a half. Two and a half. Well, I. When I put this out there, I was we were both kind of like, this could go either way. You know, it's fucking rocks and diamonds. Who the mm. hell knows where this is going to go? Because neither of us could really remember it. No. And I don't remember it getting, I mean, I think I might have watched it one time. I watched it once. And that was it. Yeah. And it was just like, what the, 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 this is why I was so fucking flabbergasted when I found it on the shelf. I was like, oh, yeah. why have I got this? <laughs> Cause, cause Similar I, to when you go to your iTunes and Cobra pops up. <laughs> <laughs> That fucking thing. You know what? It's like herpes. <laughs> that thing will not go away. It's still there. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, and you fantastic. know what? You try and ignore it. Like Freddy Krueger, you try and turn your back on it and ignore it. <laughs> but no. But like Freddy, like it keeps Freddy, coming it back to life. It come back. So I have some of the same issues that you have with it. But I actually think the first hour was awesome. Like, I was really, really engaged in the first hour. Mm. And I think they did a fantastic job of keeping that shit kind of understandable because Mm. so much is happening and so much is coming in. I was thinking, I know what's what's going on. Like, I do understand what's going on. I think the movie loses a little bit of its, its steam when it tries to go... It gets too complicated. Yeah. And it tries to go to the Bruce Willis action stuff. Whereas I feel like it works better when he's not doing that. When he's actually just engaging with the people and we're building yeah, attention of the house and, and everything like that. Yeah. And there's one great sequence in the second half where I was like, we should have stuck with this. And I'll get to it. It involves Willis basically lying to the brothers about. Smith's death, mm. and then trying to coax them out. Yep. That bit's fucking awesome. Yeah, and I was, was just good. like, it doesn't fit because we've gone in the opposite tone in the second half. Yeah. It's very stylish. Yeah. Really stylish. Um, from the opening, from the jump, mm-hmm. I love the credits. They look fucking awesome. Like, it's like a comic book. So I went three and a half. I actually really enjoyed it, and I think this was, to me personally, and it's these are his least successful period of films, but this is where his Willis is at his best, I think. Yeah, when well, he's playing the put upon. To me, it wasn't far off. Like a couple of different decisions, and it could have easily been 
one of his better movies. Mm. Just a couple of little things. It would be far more memorable and, and I think would be a better movie if a couple of characters went a different way and whatnot. But mm. I guess we'll get into that. And... All right. So out of the gate, pretty good cast. Yeah. Across pretty the good board. cast across the board. You've got Bruce Willis. You've got Kevin Pollock. You've got uh, Ben Foster, Jonathan Tucker. You know, you've got a, a nice little group of actors we would have seen, like we've seen around the traps playing some of the lesser coppers and that. Yep. One of them was, uh, oh, mate, from Trances, wasn't it? Art Lafleur? Yes. Was, it, was I mistaken? Yes, it was. was that him? It was Art Lafleur. I thought you were going to say it was Tim Thomas. I was, I was hoping Thomason was going to burst into the station as Jack Death. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's a pretty solid cast. I actually uh, got a bit of a rap to the, his name is Kim Coates. Yeah. He's uh, in Last Boy Scout yes. and a few others, been around a long he time. He was in Very Sons good. of Anarchy and had a prominent role he, in Sons he, of Anarchy. He plays that shady guy. Just the vo- vocal Just the work and stuff is great. Yeah. Like it's really kind of calm and chilling. Like there's no – he doesn't fire up until yeah. later on, you know, he starts getting on the phone going, you fucked this up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like – Well, he was – I, I was kind of – I was sort of aware of him around Sons of Anarchy, but in Sons of Anarchy, he's awesome. Yeah. Like, and, and he's in there for a lengthy stretch and delivers some fucking phenomenal performances. So, yeah, yeah really when, as soon as I heard the voice, I was like, I know that. I know that voice. So He also yeah. gets his fucking nose punched into his brain. <laughs> <laughs> fucking last boy scout. <laughs> One of the great sequences. Oh, yes. But I, it's a really good – it's a really solid cast. And I think that um, the performances across the board are pretty good. Um, I, I've got one, one disappointing performance. I'll get to it, but um, it sticks out like dox balls. <laughs> like, like okay, hell. okay. As soon as it comes on screen, I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> on here. I think the general idea, Jared, the mentally scarred negotiator who's, who's tucked himself away into a small burg somewhere mm. who suddenly has to break out those skills again. Yep. But not only for one particular negotiation situation, which in any language, in, in any good negotiator's book, he would have put that one to, to bed. Yeah. But then he's got the other one in the background that involves his family. Yeah. That shit's it's a really great idea for a thriller. Yeah. It keeps ratcheting the fucking tension up. and the- Well, initially it was a pretty standard. I'm looking at it going, yeah, it's pretty pretty standard. Got the, got the, you know, the guy that's scarred that gets put back in the situation where he needs to call on that shit again. You always knew there was something more coming, mm. and when it comes, it's like you're on both sides now. So, yeah, I thought putting him in that pressure cooker like that was was a very good idea. Yes, agreed. Opening credits, loved it. Yeah, it's like a comic book. Yes, and the way they have the the actors' names written on like buildings or sniper rifles and shit yeah, like yeah. that. It's, it was really cool. Like, but the best cool. part of it is that it then goes straight into the hostage situation, just like the credits, but then it pulls back yeah. and we get, the, we get the shot starting on the guy's face and then it goes through the window and we continue pulling back and back and back and then we see the until whole, we see SWAT yeah. and police up on the top of the car park. Mm. That was just awesome. Beautiful straight from shot. the get-go, I'm like, fuck. Yeah, it really right. drags you right in. Yeah. It's, v- again, very stylish. Yeah, very stylish stuff. This is my favourite scene in the film. The opening negotiation is excellent. Like, I just really love the way that plays out. Mm. He's cocksure as initially. You know, he's sitting on the phone. 
you know, just calm down, mate. Everything's going to be fine. You know, we're going to do all this. And he's telling the other coppers to fucking jam it up their ass and everything like that. Yeah, you know? no one dies today. Yeah, and all, yeah, all this sort of shit. And then suddenly it just goes asshole up. Yes. And that slow-mo sequence where he's coming down the stairs and he's listening to the guy praying in his earpiece. Yeah. And then he runs to the window and he's going, pray with me, pray with me, like because he wants to bring him to the window so he can be yeah. shot. Yeah. He's basically pleading with the bloke because he knows he's just gone and fucked it all up. Yeah. I thought that was awesome. Like, I thought that stuff was really, really well played. played. Mm. And then to find the kid dead and all that, you know, just really, really well handled. Yes, it was a pretty Tight. strong start. Mm. Um, it really did hit hit the beats that you wanted it wanted it to hit. Like um, as you said, the style is there through most of the movie, including in that sequence. But the part where it, it escalates to him, sort of as you said, yelling out the front of the house. It's like, yeah, we've we've kind of the te- you've risen the tension very nicely there. So we're kind of sitting there going, "Come on, come on!" Like, mm. but yes, as you know, he's he, he's he's gotten to the point where it's all gone tits up. Yep. And um, I just like the way it happened so quickly. You know, suddenly we've been out here for sixteen hours and all this sort of shit. You know, they're yeah. kind of like we've got it covered, but then they fuck it up. Royally. Yep. I love that shot on the road where we get Mars and the guys in the truck. Mm. Then they move on and the camera follows. Yes. And the police car goes that way and the camera goes with it. Yep. And then coming in the opposite direction is Kevin Pollock and his daughter and the camera picks them up on the yep. way through. This really, again, really cool shot. Niftily sort of put together, making making us very well aware that all these people are in cr- close proximity. Yep. And the connections, we're starting yeah. to run the connections between and them. And just the fact that the way the guys are acting when they fucking, when they clam up, when they realise there's a police officer behind them, very easy way to say, okay, well, these are the guys we might want to keep our eye on. Yeah. And then we don't know yet, but we get the sense from what's come before and, and what we think, you know, the name of the movie. Yeah. We get the sense that, oh, okay, these guys in the other car are going to be the victims of it all. Yes. So, yeah, I, I thought that was, again, just beautifully done by the by the director and the people putting it all together just to kind of have it all come together like that and just do it in a neat, short, sharp package again. Yeah. Nicely Good. handled. I like the way they actually introduced the house. I've kind of got some negatives, and I'll mention this in my dislikes, is it's something similar to what I said about when a stranger calls. This kind of, like, need to have this fucking house that's got all these things in it just to give us certain beats. Mm. This one's not as bad for that, but... But I like the way they introduced us. They give us the long shot initially, so we yeah. know it's on, like, a cliff top out of the way. Yep. We then get a number of scenes that kind of show Dad moving through the house, so we get a bit of layout. Yeah. We know where the, the, the DVDs are. We know where the fucking safe is. We know where the bathroom is, which comes into play later on. Mm. Some of that stuff is really, really well done because we get a sense of where where the key pieces are going to be. Yep. Uh, video cameras. You know, all the cameras that they've got outside, we, we get all that before things hit the fan. Yeah, we get a good sense of, of where everything is, which is um, solid. I, as you said, I love the way that they sort of put it, put together that, hey, this place is just out of the way. Yes. I also like the fact that things kind of escalate quickly. 
when the boys get in there, they really don't know what they're fucking doing. Yep. Uh, and then Mars shoots the cop. And initially I remember thinking to myself when she got shot, I was like, I say he's, are we just saying just, is he just a psycho? Yeah. But no, they'd run the plates on the car. They yeah. had priors. They had, you know what I mean? Like they had a warrant. Yeah. So I like, I kind of like that in a sense. It was better than him just going, just shooting her for something yeah. to do. I, I have issues with, with this part of the movie. But I like the fact that, yeah, he's in the shit. It's yeah. not really the brothers. The brothers have done some stuff. but The brothers have walked in and tried to do something yeah. stupid. Yeah. But he's then created the yeah. bigger issues. And the, the thing is, yeah, they run the plates. The brothers do have some issues with the law to deal with. But obviously this guy is, and you get the sense of this, he's got something else, which plays out pretty well to start with. Yes. Like, oh, he's, he's, got, he's got something else going on. He's the, the one we've got to keep an eye on here, not the loudmouth brother. Mm. Which, but see, that, some of that doesn't work either. Well, like, it doesn't as work. It gets further along, though, as it keeps going. Come, yeah, we kind of come yeah. to this conclusion that, and, and Tally says something about it, and I'm like, well, fucking duh. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, where are we, mate? Yeah. You know, you should have known this. I like the fact that Smith gets knocked out. Yeah. No, I'd forgot about that too. Mm-hmm. Because I kept thinking to myself, well, how does this, how do these guys, other guys play into it? Yeah. Because it's pretty simple. You just fucking Smith, you know, Smith's, Smith's alive, it'd be fine. But then he gets cold cocked and he's out. And then we've got that little wrinkle into the mix as well. That we can't just talk to this guy. Correct. And it makes, you know, it brings up some really good stuff about Willis using that to his advantage and, you know, telling people he's dead and having the other guy at the hospital telling people he's dead and stuff mm. like that. Like, that was good. They sort of showcase a little bit of Tally's big city type of skills in town when he drives the car in to, to get the injured officer off the road and all that sort of shit. Yeah. Um, I like that that's sort of a little bit of a callback to it, to his supposed. Skills, although mm. they don't bring that up until later. They don't actually bring up his resume, so to speak. Mm. In fact, I think the guy on the phone says it to him, doesn't he? He mentions uh, you were 10 years SWAT. Yeah, I believe so. And all this sort of shit. So we don't actually know that, but I kind of like the fact that, you know, there's a little bit of him being a hero, even though he's a scarred, clearly kind of... Not at the top of his yeah, game. He's thrown into a situation where that ha- that stuff has to come out. Yes. For some reason, I've got to laugh at a fucking rich people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the first, I can't remember who it was, the first yeah, person. Yes, it's one. Fucking rich people. Someone inside the house. There's fucking rich people. And then it goes to Willis and he says the same thing. Yeah, I like um, that. That was when the security was coming down, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, all the security stuff's coming down. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I've got a like, I kind of like this, but I've got a very large dislike to this. The fact that the little boy can move around the house mm. is a cool idea, I think, to keep him out of, uh, to move around and perhaps become a useful ally inside. Yeah. Yep. But there are some problems. <laughs> There are. There are some large problems. And when I mean, I mean large, I actually do mean fucking large. It lands in, it lands in the, the very cliched, yeah, the fucking let's get everywhere in the house around these air vents, which appear to be big enough for one guy to fucking bear crawl through. Well, fuck, mate. The kid 
practically runs through them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, there is no such fucking thing. No, not <laughs> like, as far as I'm Any house yeah. ever. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's not how they build houses. <laughs> I mean, if the Nakatomi Plaza's got ones that have to be shimmied through, <laughs> I'm sure this house doesn't need that much air <laughs> that you can stand up in there. I mean, he was doing mountain climbers. There was a bloke on the fucking... He was on all fours, yeah. but he wasn't crawling. Yeah, he was exactly. Fucking... He, was, <laughs> he was fucking working his core. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Okay, I'll get to that in some more depth. Yes. Fuck me, yeah. drunk. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. I was yeah, like, you oh turn the God. air conditioning on and blow you, fucking, blow you out of the house. Yeah, I know. That's that's how you fucking shift those pricks out of there. You tell them to whack the air con on yeah. and freeze them out. <laughs> I want to know how big the unit outside has to be. It's events are that big too. <laughs> I do like, i tell you one thing that I was actually quite surprised by and I was pretty happy with because, again, I, I couldn't quite remember how the the shady guys got involved. Yeah. But I like the fact that he kind of hands it over. Mm. He the, they close the house up. Yes. They bring in the the, the state guys. Yeah. And he just hands it over. Like there's none of this kind of this is my fucking thing or whatever. And then he's oh, he forced... couldn't be happier to hand that shit off. I don't know. I can see you, mate. He's like, this is why I'm here, so I can hand it off. I'm at a place yeah. with the. Do you want to hang around and nap? No, I don't. I want to go home. Yep. But I like that that's what's forced him back into it. Is that basically we've got your family. Yes. You have to get these people out of there. Yeah. We need to get this. And the this scene stuff. where they do that is one of the better ones, I feel. Hmm. Like the way that they get him in the car. And then I think it's Kim Coates that's doing the speaking there. Yeah. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. And he's talking like a negotiator. Yes. He's talking like Willis was at the start of the movie. Yes. Um, and he's really calm and he's telling him, you know, we're not going to hurt you if you do this and that. Put your hands up on the roof, blah, blah, blah. And then I love the part where he, like, he's handcuffs him and then he's like, this is for your own good. He's just going to hold on to you. And yeah. then they show him the family. Yeah. And he starts fucking going off. You know, yeah. Going off. And that scene was great. Really good, yeah. I thought yeah. that was really, really, really good really stuff. Solid. And that was, I think, one of the parts where Willis was showing the fucking requisite emotion really well. Yeah. Through the physical. He kind of tears up while yeah, he's fucking yeah. fighting against the blokes. Yep. Um, and I think having one of his actual daughters in the role. Yeah. It probably lends helps, a yeah. Bit, yeah. lends a bit more to it. Like it's, it just gives it a, gives it a nice little touch. Now it's around this point where things start to fall away a little bit. Oh yeah, I do have less likes. This is, this I have less likes in this period too. But there's, I really like the scene involving the ambulance, where they're fucking nooted up and they're, yeah. they've got to go out and get him. Yes, and then Mars, especially when he out. says to the, the last bloke, hey, "You stripped down yeah. too." He's like, "Huh?" <laughs> <laughs> so that's right. And you've, the, you've got Willis has got a gun up here. Yeah. So you've got that little piece of tension in there. He might pull that shit out and start going off. Mm. You've got Mars popping out. Holding the gun on him as he's trying to pick Smith up. Yep. And then he just kind of goes bang and then just disappears. I like that sort of shit. I thought the tension was nicely played there. Yeah. And I like the fact that Willis is kind of firing up going, you need to, I need to fucking speak to this guy. Yeah. And it's the first part where he starts to go against, and he pushes this, they do push this a little bit, but he goes against what he's been told to do. Yes. But manages to talk his way out of it, and then he's able to play the card of, oh, Smith's dead. 
Yeah, and that's a nice so it's play. Kind of, it starts throwing a little bit of back and forth. It's like a card game between all parties, you know. Is it? A, is it what sort of game is it? Udo? It's a game of Udo. <laughs> I mean, it's, like, it's not, I don't know, canaster or... Are you fucking... sure it's not a game of poker with fucking moody cards? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I okay. think that's probably more where we're going yeah, with. It's a game of snap with moody cards. <laughs> is that better? <laughs> Yeah, it's not quite highbrow <laughs> enough to be like blackjack with a river and everything yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. But it's yeah, it's 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 okay. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, I like the idea of this, and I like what it does to tally. But the fucking dialogue is horrendous, like horrendous. Like the sequence where he talks with the boy <laughs> yeah, about the computer game, like purely for the dialogue. I like the fact that he's willing to use the kid. Yeah, yeah. In a day, like put the kid in danger. Yes. So he kind of he he's talking to him on the phone, and then he just fucking yeah. puts his head in his hands. And the kids, you know, wearing the same coloured shirt as the kid that died, yeah. and things like so. You can tell he's getting the the little flashback flashbacks to it, and the way he acts it is pretty good. But yeah, the, yeah. the dialogue. Let's let's hold horrendous. let's hold back on the dialogue because it needs to be dissected. Yeah. Fuck. It needs to be dissected. Oh, I've got something to say about it, but oh my god, <laughs> I've got something <laughs> as to soon say. As right? said, I'm just like, what? Was uh, yeah. What was sorry, that? Sorry, sorry. Oh, for God's sake. Yeah, um, um, it really does put a downer on that. Because, but probably, I do like the idea of him using, like, he's he's willing to make whatever well, decision it takes. That could have worked with yeah. just a few tweaks. Yeah, and yeah. Again, we'll Dougie Richardson we'll wasn't available. We'll talk about it. <laughs> he, he received his money and fucked off by yeah. then. Yeah. He's got a bag of notes like Smith does, <laughs> and he's at the gate negotiating. You give me another bag or I'm not fucking coming to rewrite that. And they said, well, fuck you. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, all right. Off you go. <laughs> this is, I, I think, one of the better sequences of the film, and I said it at the start, when he tries to negotiate with Dennis uh, and he tells him basically, "I'll take the cash." Yeah, yeah. I'll take the cash, and then when they finally open the gates, Mars has pulled the fast one and brought the daughter with him. Yeah, and he he turns to the the brothers and says, "Smith's not dead, you know. Like if you fucking come now, you won't do the hard shit." You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know he forced you to do it. Yes, and they they don't they don't do it. No. You know? And I, I, I really like that sequence. I think it's really tense. and it, it, To be honest, I think that was where everything was at its peak. Yeah. I feel like from the po- that point, after that, it never really gets back up there. No, no, no. Um, it starts to go, We that's when we start bringing in the fucking FBI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the fake FBI. <laughs> the fake the FBI. phone bureau I mean, of investigation. <laughs> I mean, they do try and make a comment to sort of smooth that over. Yeah, yeah Like yeah. they sort of say, maybe we are, maybe we aren't. And I'm like, of course you're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You? you look like a bunch of wrestlers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can I see that badge again? It says FPI. <laughs> no, it says Federal fucking Breast Invest- <laughs> Inspector. Yeah, that's right. Federal Inspector. Yeah. I did like that um, Mars ends up killing the brothers and they're both kind yeah, of see, there. i got a downer on that. you got a downer on that? I think it was the right play, but I don't think they should have killed both of them at the same time. You think you should have killed them separately? I think that, I think that the ending goes better if the older brother is still on the table for, for at least a few minutes after that. Yeah, okay. To complicate Willis's stuff. Yeah, and also complicate Mars because... He still doesn't want to kill anybody. He doesn't want to fucking burn the joint down. Mm. So 
there's some complications there. Actually, that's not a bad idea. I didn't yeah. think of that. The younger brother probably had to go. Well, just try and crack I think some emotion that out of that part. I thought, yeah, good. We've finally cracked that pair apart, and now shit's going to go. It's it's all on inside the house. But and then the brother's they even saying the cops shot him. Yeah, not that he was pushed off. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. saying the cops have shot him. They they immediately. I mean, even if he knows that Mars did it, that's okay. Just have them both in the house, understanding. Well, fuck. He's not. He's not the guy I should have been in this with. Yeah, and I'm going to get him for killing my brother. I just felt because what happens is, okay, maybe it complicates it more that we've got Mars and him head to head. We've got Tally. We've got the federal booby inspectors still running around. <laughs> um, and watching them bust into the house, it was definitely the federal booby inspectors. Like, you know, I've never worked for the FBI, but I'm going to assume that these guys are pretty well fucking trained to yeah, take this sort of yeah, thing on. Yeah, I would imagine so. But, yeah, I, I think just for a couple of more minutes of fucking ramping it right up to the max. Yeah. Because they do go, as you said, they do go the action route. So a bit of a fucking shootout or a punch-on between those two probably would have fit. In yeah, there. you're right, actually. I didn't really think much about that. And not, the other thing is I've got, a bit, I've got a few issues with the Mars character in general. Mm. But yeah, I'll talk about that when we when we get to it. Um, but yeah, overall, I think the idea was right. Yeah, I like the creepiness of Mars when he tries to break through the bathroom window. Yeah, and then yeah. he just writes "burn it" in yeah, his blood. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought that was kind of very creepy, and and Foster looks very very unhinged yeah. by that stage, and he's got he's been stabbed in the face. So he's fucking bleeding everywhere and, like, his yep. hair's all out and mm-hmm. like he looks great. And, look, I don't particularly love the flaming house stuff in general because, again, I felt it was a little bit too action-y. But some of the visuals are nice. Yeah. There's one of um, oh, the Foster ones- running with the two Molotov cocktails and everything's burning around him. and Yeah, him coming down the hallway, is, it looks fucking fantastic. Yeah. And they play slow-mo for the whole thing. Yeah. And he, drops, looks he, he drops it onto himself and fucking... Yeah. That sequence, it. again, the director did excellent work with that. He hasn't done much after this. No. Which is, you know... Surprising. Surprising because I think s- direction skill-wise... This is top notch, yeah. really. If you're looking, like you're taking a lower budget, because it's only a fifty million dollar budget, which is yeah, you know, okay, it's not lower budget, but it's mid tier budget. Yeah, and you're making it look fucking a million bucks. Yep, that was all I had. Like, yeah, I think that's that's most of it for me too. I mean, I think I'm I'm probably going to have a few more dislikes than you, but mm. I think in general, all the all the parts were there. Yeah, and and. It's a couple of tweaks here and there. A couple now, of tweaks. Obviously, for me, really I, I felt more entertained and, and was probably happy to go along with some things that weren't you weren't. Oh, look, I was entertained, but I guess the dips and the things that, that bugged me about the story probably bugged me a little more. Yeah. I think that's the only but issue. But if you tweak it a couple to... of notches here and there. If we tweak it, it's... you know, we're, we're, we're looking, as I said, it wasn't even for me, it's, it's a couple of things away from a four-star movie. Mm. All right, let's get straight into it. Bruce's hair. Now being oh. seen. Fuck, Chuck Norris wouldn't wear this. Well, I was going to say, who told him that Jack Thompson was the, <laughs> the, the look that he should go for? Because he shouldn't have. Yeah, that's right, mate. The man from Snowy River does not work in fucking L.A. Yeah, yeah. That's the only reason you fucked up the uh, 
the, the negotiations because he couldn't he couldn't hear you through your fucking beard. You're on the phone. You think you're saying all the right things, but all. <laughs> but also, if someone grabbed you by the hair, that shit's coming off <laughs> immediately. <laughs> That's barely glued on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. I read in the trivia, it's like it was a very complicated hairpiece. So I'm like, of course. <laughs> Of course it was. Bruce Willis is fucking bald. Complicated <laughs> airpiece. I thought it'd be easier if you just had to fucking slap it on there and cover everything. Obviously not. Fucking hell. Absolute nightmare. <laughs> I'm not joking. The bloke looked homeless. Yeah. <laughs> when we first get to him, I'm like, oh, Jesus. Yeah. It's funny because him in the him in what should be his dishevelled, non-caring state is, you know, he's got the fucking pit bull razor out every day to yeah. keep his hair nice he's and nice is, shaving. He is perfectly manicured. He's pristine. Yeah, like, I know. That takes effort. Uh, that's right. Okay. Um, worst performance of the film. The actress playing Tally's wife. Oh, oh yeah. Christ not almighty. strong. No. Not strong. <laughs> not at all. As soon as yeah. she talks to me, I'm like, oh, stop. <laughs> we should have cut this shit and out. Especially like, when, you know, when she mentions, do you think we're going to get divorced? It's like, well, we don't have much chemistry, <laughs> so maybe we should. <laughs> I think Bruce probably turned around and said, can you do that again? <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's looking oh, over God. the director going, I'm getting nothing. I'm yeah, getting yeah. nothing here. I was reminded the other day about um, Kevin Smith and Bruce Willis sort of butting heads on Cop Out and they yeah. mentioned a few things about how Willis, you know, stopped to, to, stop to tell Smith at times, yeah, I've been in the business this long. What are you going to tell me? What are you going to teach me? And, like, <laughs> Was being a little difficult. Yeah. This was around that period, so I could imagine he'd stop a scene and say, "Hey, hey, come on, let's fucking yeah. lift. Here. Let's lift our game here. You've got to lift because this is not working." Yeah, yeah. And look, I'll give his daughter some props. She's only in it very briefly, but you know, we've seen some, we've seen her in some other things, and she's actually not too bad. Yeah, I think. Uh, she's and, I, and I think that kind of butting heads thing. That, as you pointed out, makes no fucking sense. <laughs> we, we established there was some deleted scenes that well, we probably should have kept. Do you, want me, do you want me to tell you what made zero sense? Like her pissing and moaning about, oh, I hate it when we're here and stuff like that. That's that's standard fare. That makes sense. I'm a teenage girl. You're my dad. I fucking don't like you. Yeah, perfect sense. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to get to that period myself. But it's like... <laughs> it's, it's not far off, mate, I can tell you. But there's the sequence where he goes outside to kind of... Talk to her? Talk to her. And his line is, I don't know what pisses you off more. Oh, yeah, yeah, mate. Me or my tater tot casserole. Tater- and she fucking walks off. Oh. And I'm like... Who wrote that? If you are dishing up a tater tot oh. casserole, I am fucking walking off too. I mean, I've dished up some I bad meals in my time. I don't even know you, motherfucker, and I don't want to eat that. <laughs> I, I mean, thought, I like tater tots, but I don't want them in casserole for. We've got a scene where we've got one line between these people. Yeah. And that's what it is. And I was just like, oh, oh man. Fuck, mate. You know, come and on. that is not the first, you know, well, sorry, that's the first example, but not the last but of see, some dialogue that to really me, fucks things up. To me, the bit that they seem to have cut, the deleted sequence, yeah, yeah. that's the conversation you're having, aren't you? I think so. That's where she should be saying... Well, I'm assuming the deleted sequence is Willis getting home and going, hey, dinner's served, it's a tater tot casserole. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going you to talk about the tater tot casserole, at least show me how fucking bad it is. I mean, she started with fucking tater tot casserole hitting the wall. 
Exactly. <laughs> and she's exactly. like, get this and this shit out of my breakfast. <laughs> I don't want it, I told you. And she fucking walks I'm out. I'm fucking allergic to tater tots. Stop serving that shit up. <laughs> and then when he sits down and says, oh, I don't know what pisses you off more, but, but, you know, me or the tater tot casserole. I get, I understand why you said it. Yeah, look, look, can we do potatoes in any other form? Can you give me a hash brown? It's fucking breakfast time. Just a fucking French fries. That'll do. Yeah, that was, it was just a really strange line. And that's what I'm saying, that the deleted sequence seems to have been, should have been kept. Yeah, yeah. Somebody cut it out for something. You can tell it's, it's trying to, you know, it's, it's trying to show us those relationships just with standard kind of dialogue, just with the normal day-to-day stuff. But I haven't seen the fucking casserole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I don't need to see it to know oh, it's well, shit. Oh, yeah, I know it's shit. I mean, Bruce does not strike me as fucking Gordon Ramsay in the mm. kitchen, does he? Well, I never would have thought tater tots and casseroles should have gone together. Yeah, I know, mate. They're two words. Those, fucking two, crunchy? <laughs> those two words are mutually exclusive, mate. <laughs> Especially in the kitchen. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Now, this is a little bit further along because, for me, I I dug a lot of what goes on in between most of this. Yeah. But when the shady guys arrive to collect the DVD, yes, and they ring Smith and he doesn't answer. So they ring some random fucking guy out in the middle of, I don't know, he's in Florida <laughs> they or something. They ring fucking Dr. Claw. Exactly. <laughs> and they ring him a couple of times and I'm kind of like, why are we cutting to this guy? Yeah. This should be totally irrelevant. In fact, the shady guy should only be seen in those, those couple of sequences. The mm. one where he, he gets him in the car. Or a fucking voice on the phone. Like yeah. We, we well, never go it. back to that. Should be a voice on the phone except for when... He puts his arm around the guy puts his arm around him and they yeah, hold yeah, him in the yeah. car. That's yep, it. Yep. We never we never see old mate dragged out of that fucking you know, beautiful looking whatever he's in. Mm. So it's kinda of like, well why are we bothering? And he's got with no it? lights on. Turn the fucking yeah, lights on, dude. Turn the lights, lights on. on. I know you're trying to stay hidden, but it seems like you're at a place where you're pretty well But also, who cares if you're hidden? It's yeah. not a twist. No. It's not part of the twist. No. I just didn't like that. It kind of felt like it was going away from the the tightness of the action, of the thrills, and yeah. the thriller elements, by going away to some fucking guy up in the Florida Keys. Yeah, yeah. So here's one. Here's one for you. I've got mixed feelings on this one. Is this about casseroles again? No, because it's fuck. not about casseroles. I don't have mixed feelings on tater tot casseroles. <laughs> I think they're fucking awful. But tater tots, <laughs> yes. Casserole, no. <laughs> the the issue for me. Is in there's a, there's a the scene where he goes to the office the 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 sheriff's office in the small town yes and he says low crime Wednesday or? the mingling like so from what I'm what I'm getting is they're trying to establish that he's putting on a front and he's kind of saying he's yeah you know, there's a bit cool of an act fine. but he's kind of separated from these people in a way but the 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 mingling in the office is almost too, too awkward. The f- fake, and it kind of highlights for me one of the issues I find with Willis in this period mm. is that he's always got kind of got the same sort of stoic, you know, the narrow-eyed look and and all this sort of stuff. But he doesn't really show. I mean, he gets in there and he has a chuckle and goes on about, yeah, it's low crime Monday. Let's make it low crime Tuesday or whatever. Yeah. But I don't know. I feel it would have worked better if the the fucking 
rapport with the people in the office looked a little more genuine. Well, to and me, then he fucking shuts the door. Why are we like, making him so uh, uh, inaccessible to them? To me, isn't it the, the idea that he's now living out in the sticks, like not living in the sticks, but he's living in a small town, he's doing general police work, and he's kind of healing. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, yeah. It should be like that. Well, see, the, the, what I got from that is that it, there's not much healing. That he There is supposed to be a, a, a distance between, but I got that when he shuts they, the door yeah, and, then he, and he, he makes a comment to himself and yeah. it's like you get the sense of I'm fucking in this alone. I feel like it would have been better if the fucking... Tete-a-tete in the office yeah. was a little more <laughs> you walk natural. Past dick flick the black guy. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, told Art Lafleur you haven't done anything good since Jack Death blew your brains out. <laughs> 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 that's, that's right. You fucking hit your watch and piss off back to whatever time. <laughs> um, the part where the part where he's talking to to the guy about the shoes yeah. is it's good. That's what you need, but it just seems like you need it in a fashion where. Willis is kind of like, yeah, I'm in charge here, but I'm, I'm still. Well, I felt a little closer. I felt it all looked standoffish, and I felt it needed to be a bit more. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. In these... He seems to be standoffish in that yeah, sequence, yeah. which I felt like, no. It's just, it needs to be warm. It needs to feel like. Like he's got a mask. When he shuts yeah, the door and yeah. he kind of just fucking shows that he's in it alone. Yeah, it doesn't, so was... it doesn't kind of work because the stuff outside doesn't feel like it's natural. Yeah. Yeah, Which that's, I'd that's be probably, kind of yeah, I'd probably agree with there. Mm. There's not a lot of great. One of the one of the big issues with this movie is some of the dialogue's terrible. Like oh it's, yeah, it's it's badly played, and it's not one that's quotable a great deal. Mm. Uh, mm. But just some of the general dialogue sucks. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, and so it hurts the hurts the film in some ways because the dialogue doesn't doesn't sort of do the job that it yep. should be doing. Yep. Starting to, starting to talk about uh, the home security. Yep. What's the point of having eighty five fucking cameras if if you, you don't know to lock your Fort Knox like security up until someone's already in the fucking well, house? Question for you too. How do you just jump the fucking fence of Fort Knox? Well, that's right. Look, it's it's only what it's fifteen. No, it's a bit bit more than fifteen years ago. I've got some, you know, basic security at I've got my some house. Ring. I've got a couple basic of ring security at my house. Cameras. If a fucking fly goes past that thing, oh, <laughs> something it goes buzzes. Off. Yeah. This motherfucker's got, as I said, he's got everything set up for this shit to close down like a like a fortress in need. Well, this was the time of need. <laughs> How did you not know? Shouldn't there be like a fucking beep or something like that? Himself? Well, the fact that he misses the fucking camera where they jump the fence. Yeah, yeah. He walks past it. They do. They do a good job of that standard stuff of oh yeah, someone's looking this way, and in the in the background, yeah. the camera goes into focus, and we see someone. That stuff's great, but logistically, it's fucking silly. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it was pre pre smartphone, so you weren't getting a fucking. Text every time someone. No, no. But I'm sure you got like you still had motion detection back then, like a well, beep, beep, beep. Yeah, it would have beeped. It's an interesting one. Mm. The vents in the house. Holy shit! <laughs> I mean, that's this big, and there's this shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Massive. You've summed it up. Nakatomi Plaza had. I mean, the guy could barely get through them. <laughs> like, like in hell, if they were any tighter, he's not getting around. No. So. Why has this place got fucking 
It looked like a meat truck. I thought at one point it was it was going to be we were going to get a camera angle that made it look like a fucking Olympic sprint. I Two know. people next to each other. <laughs> I mean, I know that they wanted the kid to be able to move around the house, and I feel like there are some payoffs to that. Yeah, him being able to move around to get the DVDs and all that sort of stuff and stay yep. on the move, get the phone. Yep. Good ideas. And the but shot, you needed to come up with a better way. Yeah. The shot of Mars doing the fucking, like, the animalistic kind yeah. of run, again, pretty good direction. It looks effective, but it's just so silly. Yeah. It shouldn't be that big. Oh, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> And to me... The hallways were smaller than that. <laughs> well, shit, I'd rather live there. Yeah, there. that's all right. I mean, the kid had his own little play area. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, that shit was fucking tricked out. That reminded me of... What's that Christmas one that's like a bit like Home Alone? Oh, the yeah. Um, uh, I can't shit. remember. Deadly Games. Deadly I Games. I mean, it, it's, Deadly Games is the only one that rivals this. He's got a fucking cavernous... <laughs> Oh, yeah. oh, no, Rambo's underground cavern's are pretty well, Rambo's, Yeah, Rambo's got pretty good, but, yeah, Deadly Games is the gold standard for that, but this isn't, isn't too, too far, far behind. Now, and the, now, the house. Let me, let me come to the house. Mm. Like when a stranger calls, they have the house set up to be this fucking palatial thing with these giant vents and shit in it yeah, yeah. to move the story along, which I always find is a bit of a cheat. Why can't yeah. you just work with what you have? Like a normal type of house. The kid could have been loose in the house. You should never have actually had him trapped in the first place. Mm-hmm. You should have seen him get away yep. and then move through the house av- evading them. Right? Yeah. I, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I mean, uh, a few I, times. A few yeah, times it's it not is. hugely bad. When I mean, a stranger calls, was much, much worse yeah. because it's got all those. The lights go out every time I move from oh, room to room. When a stranger calls, that shit's impra- impractical. Yeah. I wouldn't know where to sit in that house. Like, do you have just a seat where I can sit down and have a fucking... Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> have oh, a drink? Or do I have to sit and watch the television while a fucking Avery behind me squawks and burps and farts up fucking night? So, like, is that what we do? Exactly. Well, exactly. I can't talk about fucking rich people. Yeah, yeah, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I just... The house... Some of the house stuff bugged me a bit. Yeah, it just feels bit. like you you can't create tension without having this like it is. When I feel like there are other ways to do it, if yeah. you work hard enough. Yep. Okay, another moment that little small issue for me, mm. but just didn't seem to make sense. So small time crook Dennis, small time at this point. I believe jacked a couple of cars. That's the extent of his until he decided to get himself involved in a hostage situation. <laughs> but checks out the TV. Understands that there's choppers, the house is surrounded, the booby inspectors will be here shortly. <laughs> We're yeah. in some trouble. Yeah, that's right. Then finds a bag of cash and starts whooping it up like none of the other shit's happened. Yeah, I know. It's oh. like, who gives a fuck about the cash, mate? You guys are not getting out yeah, of here in yeah. one piece. Yep. Like, you know what these, like, this is, the, that's one of the problems with that. And I know that, you know, hostage takers are usually idiots, right? And so their thinking is that if you give me a helicopter, they'll let me go. Yeah, yeah. You know they're not going to do that. No, They're going to come for you. You're in the pool. Sooner or later, they're coming through the windows for you. And it didn't seem to make sense because he watched the TV and there was moments where it's like, oh, fuck. You know, he he understood. And they get shot at, don't they, at one point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They take out the cameras and shit. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't mind a bit of the kind of up and down of, 
you know, there's a bit of frantic energy to him. Yes. And him and his brother sort of going different directions with it is good for the most part. But that part, I was just kind of like, eh? Yeah. No, oh, there's a bag of cash. Shit, right? <laughs> minutes ago. Oh, we're, we're fucked here. here. We bag can of buy cash. Whatever we want. He's fucking throwing it in the air. <laughs> we can buy our way out of everything. Yeah. I don't think so, mate. Yep. What else you got? Well, let's get on to the scene that you were talking about when he's on the phone to the, oh, the kid. <laughs> The, uh, was, the, the, poor, the poor dialogue was Agent never highlighted Zero, more. Planet Zedon. Well, is that it? Yeah. It Holy was never Christ. highlighted more than when, you know, Willis is getting flashbacks to... To the young kid. Yeah, yeah. He's getting flashbacks and he kind of takes the phone away from his ear and looks up at the sky and does everything but kind of goes, ah. <laughs> And then like he gets back it. on the phone and he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm Captain Woolbox. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> Even he looks fucking... Embarrassed to say it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Who wrote this shit? That's what I've been saying. You know what? It sounds like it's written by someone who had no fucking concept oh, of computer games. Correct. None. Absolutely correct. <laughs> and then Just even go when down you to did, your local buddy EB Games yeah, and ask exactly. them to fucking punch exactly. it up for you. Fucking... Oh. oh, for the love of God. Captain Wooba. Oh, it's the worst. I kept giggling at it. Even minutes after it had passed, it's the I worst kind of just... part of the film. Yeah, it's yeah. like, this is like a lead weight. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Holy God. Because we're supposed to be, that's the moment where we're supposed to be grabbing at our hearts going, oh, you got me. But we're sitting there Get going. Get me the DVDs, you <laughs> paid in the ass. <laughs> we're sitting there giggling at fucking Captain Wooba and yeah, Planet Xenon. It's just ridiculous. There needed to be another way to connect them. Yeah. Because that wouldn't have worked. That's not working. Well, fucking pay someone for the rights to, the, to use the names of a real video game. Final Fantasy <laughs> or Some shit like that. But also, but also there are ways you could have done it without needing to look so yeah. stupid. <laughs> 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 Sorry. That was probably a little bit uh, harsh. No, no, that's bang on. That's <laughs> right on the money. The, the cash negotiation between Tally and Dennis, mm. I liked... Again, I like the idea of that, but yeah. there needed to be some ambiguity that Tally potentially had done this before. He had dodgy dealings in his past. You know, it's not like, yes, the situation at the hostage negotiation had fucked everything up, but they could have had a little throwaway thing about he, there had already also been talks of misappropriation of money and shit like that. Yeah, I didn't mind that because I I just saw it as it was him playing the game his, with them. It's part of his him telling fibs. Like I never had anything, but yeah, he's super clean. But now he's in a situation where he's just doing exactly what he needs to do to keep his family safe. Again, and, and this it's is probably playing. not necessary. This probably is him going snap, bang. <laughs> it probably <laughs> wasn't cards. even necessary, really, greatly. Although maybe it was the way he gets him to come out, but I just felt like it might have been a nice little twist to things. Well, too. I thought it, it showed it was good because it showed, right, he's gaining some fucking traction here. He's getting hold of Dennis. Yeah. He's yeah. starting to grab hold of Dennis. And so I thought, okay, well, that gives him what he needs to say, right, if I get the gate open, I can get this guy. See, it could have also been done with um, him lying about what kind of deal can be made. You know, yeah, if, if you come out, if you bring them out, yeah. we, can, we can cut deals. Yeah. You know? For your sentence and shit. Like, but look, we can roll. I didn't mind that. I, I just kind of took that and, and moved on with it a little bit. Now, I can the, see what you're saying. It, it, just, it just didn't, it felt a little bit, I mean, there's nothing to it there. I mean, I know it's not really for the audience. It's kind of for the Dennis character. That's all. Yeah. It's and not really for the audience. In that sense, as I said, it was just something there 
that we'd seen. I mean, he got super excited. He knew it was fucking, well, don't worry about all these, all these crimes excited. we just committed. Oh, you're giving away 50% of the cash, you <laughs> dickhead. Yeah. But that's what I, I guess that's like, what I'm it was. Like, I'm playing hardball. You're getting 50K. Getting 50k. Well, he he played hardball like fucking who was it? <laughs> Ronnie <laughs> Silver and Busey <laughs> played hardball. Fucking hell. <laughs> the ball was hard and then it was immediately soft. <laughs> yeah. Your idea of hardball, your idea of haggling is to fucking say one thing and as soon as they, they as shoot as you they down, mean, you immediately nah, give no. Like, okay, take it all. <laughs> Yeah, Dennis comes and says, look, I'll give you five grand. Uh, I'm leaving. Here, there's four million dollars. Take it. Take all Take of it. Take it all. Like, Take it all. I don't need it. Now, the mob guys. The mob connected guys and their fucking arm and FBI truck. Holy shit. <laughs> when that turns up, I was just like, oh, for fuck's sake. Come on. I mean, I know that there's probably no other way to have done that. Yeah. Yeah. But, the, but my thinking would be the mob guys are shady and all they're doing is pushing the pieces, mm. using Tally to push the pieces to the police to kill them, kill the kids in the house, and it's up to Tally to get the fucking DVDs. Yeah. You have to get them, mm. right? Get in there and get them before the cops kill these guys and box everything up. Well, here's something... Why send the fucking booby inspectors in their armoured vehicle? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's right, because it was him. Although, you know, they did say wait until our guys turn up. But I think think you're right. Surely they try to get him to get it done first before they go charging in there. The other side of that too is, and did I miss something or – why did you not play the card of having the movie that's a remake? Because that seemed really important for, for like 10 seconds there when the kid goes in and picks up Heaven Can Wait. And he picks up the Warren Beatty one. Yeah, but then he the picks them one. both up. And I was thinking, oh, that could have been. That he accidentally got the wrong one. That he could have just taken one, but then, you know, the, the, the FBI gets their hands on what they want. But. It's actually the wrong one because it's the remake, which would have passed. I mean, not many people are, were, yeah. were jumping bang on and saying, Heaven Can Wait. I mean, I knew Heaven Can Wait was a remake, but I didn't even think about that. Can until I ask this question, Jared? Would it have been better, and this is, you know, just me spitballing, that you didn't really see what Smith had done, that he'd put the disc inside the DVD, right? So then you've got the two Heaven Can Waits mm-hmm. in play. You don't know what Smith's up to until you start seeing wads of cash and suddenly these shady pricks are involved. Yeah. And they're saying, when did you get these, this DVD? For having can wait. It's still in the mix. Yeah. And it's ambiguous. Yes. It's about everything that's involved. Because I thought that was what was going to happen. I thought the FBI guy was going to get the disc of the Warren Beatty one, but then it was going to be the wrong one and Tally still had a card to play. Yes. But- so I think kind of they... But they it, it, it kind of means hand. nothing in the end. Yeah, it overplay- they overplayed their hand there with Smith. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But, 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 but it's still okay if Smith's alive or dead because he's still a pawn in the game. He's still, mm. We know he's an accountant for the scumbags and we get that, but we don't know he put something in the heaven can wait until the, the shady guys contact Tally. Yeah. And say, you need to get this thing. We could have seen him just do that and move on really quickly and not even, you know. I just feel like it amounted to nothing. It did, yeah. It, it amounted to actually. to be nothing. quite honest, the whole 
that side of the hostage negotiation amounted to nothing. The ending with those guys all yeah. masked up and whatever, it just it was so ambiguous that it just meant nothing. Very little in the end. And that's where for me that's where they start going. That, that's why they caught they they I feel like the FBI guys get brought in to add this kind of like fodder group in the yeah. house to get shot. Yeah. Like, and and to beef up the action quota. Mm. And again, I feel like this is another one of these ones where well, to make sure that the audience comes to watch this, we have to have Bruce Willis doing all this. Yeah. Because the audience won't 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 buy into any of that as him being a negotiator and, and it's it's a, it's a thriller. Whereas I feel it worked better as a, as a thriller. It yeah, would have been it better to go as a thriller the whole way. I think so. I, I mean, I wouldn't mind a little bit of that stuff, but you need a little bit, but you don't need tons of it. Yeah, but uh, what we got at the end was just, as I said, I just I was a little down that we'd set up such a really cool sort of thing going back and forth between the two hostage situations that I I thought yeah that we would have at least got a little bit more of what was going on behind. The scenes, just just a bit. I understand. It feels tacked on. It does. It does. It just seems to be. Oh, we need to wrap up this storyline. I would actually be interested to read the novel to see if some of this stuff was filled in a little more. Yeah. So here's my last one, Mars. I've saved this for last because I think this might be where perhaps the difference in our star ratings come along. Mm. Well, part of it's because I'm easy. (laughs) Mars, in general. Early on, I was okay with it. But the longer the film went on, I just felt more and more like, so these two brothers got fucked up in this situation pretty much because this guy's the Joker? Is kind that what of, we're supposed to? That's kind of what's happening. Yeah. And they actually say that they've only known him for a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I know that you guys are scumbags and you're into jacking cars and stuff, but it doesn't seem like your, your bag yeah. to do this. And right? so... As a result of that, as we got further and further along and I got the sense that, oh, Mars is just crazy. That's all it is. Mm. Once we kill off both brothers at the same time, my kind of emotional attachment to anything going on Between that in that group. house was sort of lost well, because, as I said, we've got the two hostage situations. We mm. play in favour of this one yes. and we keep the other one a little ambiguous. Yep. So if you're going to do that, for me, the brothers were important. And, okay, killing one of the brothers, absolutely the right move. Killing the other one off straight away and leaving just Mars for the last 20 minutes? Yeah. That's just, as I said, my care factor for inside the house. You almost come to care for the younger brother as much as you did for the two other actual hostages yes. in the house. Yes. He becomes one almost. Yeah, yeah, because he, he was supposed to stay in the car. Yeah. And then he got out and left. And came into the situation, and now it's all fucked, right? And to me, he falls under the Willis's no-one-dies-today thing that he's going with. So when you lose him, the impact is strong. But killing the other brother straight away, I felt like they just really butchered that. And then, as I said, Mars is just... Well, Mars is just a by-the-numbers psycho. Yeah. So what ends up happening, which I found a little bit... Like, I just didn't like this sort of going where we were going with this was the whole thing with the daughter. Mm. Like I just, that, that, that played no part in anything, from yeah. my opi- in my opinion. It, it didn't showcase that he was smart enough to, to, you know, he had cards to play for the cops as well. Mm. Like I like the idea that 
he pulled her out when they, when Willis was trying to get them to all come out, and then he comes out with the girl, right? Yeah, that it works. For it the, works there. Works for that. But the Absolutely. problem with all of the that unpredictable is it's not side showcasing of it. that he's cunning. He no. did it for for cunning purposes. It's yeah. it's using it to say he's in love with her. Like there's that whole fucking scene near the end where he's yeah, you're my girl and all yeah, this sort of stuff. Yeah, that's that shit is not necessary. And then. By the end, he's looking at her and she's swaddled in the wet towel and she looks like Mary. You know, like they're, it, it, it's like, it feels like they're going for like a religious kind of angle. Mm. And I'm just like, we didn't need any of this. No. None of this. No. In fact, the daughter is almost superfluous. Yeah, it does, it does become like that, right? Like The little boy is little necessary. The little guy's got a role. He's, he's got, got a role. role to play. The daughter's got no role to play. I think that comes as part of that part of, you know, that, that relationship, which just, as you said, like it left me kind of feeling flat as yeah, well. well. I, I, didn't... I was very flat on that because I wanted Mars to be cunning. Mm. And he well, did that's the, what it, he it did was almost things. like once we discover that, oh, Mars is the one you've got to keep your eye on, there should be an element of puppet master, right? Yes. Like he's, he's pulling the strings and the only time he does it is what you said, but when he, he fucks the up the negotiation. Yes. Everything else is just I'm, I'm, I'm crazy and I'm just going to be crazy. And that would have worked well that we suddenly turn the tables and Willis has to now negotiate with someone else mm. who is not just going to give in to his demands. Yeah. Suddenly he's got this hair trigger guy who's cunning but also psychotic and he can't just talk him round. He's going to yeah. have to use different tactics. That would have been cool. Like charge in like fucking John McClane and shoot everything up. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Why not? Is that everything you had? Yeah, that was it. I mean, we could talk about Captain Woober again, but I don't want to. <laughs> Holy shit. That's all I'll say. About fucking tater tot uh, casseroles and yeah, Captain look, Woober. Yeah. yeah, Jeff Talley needs a fucking – he'd buy a, like a, a book of Jamie's five re- <laughs> ingredients. Fucking, I mean, I have, been, I have been leading on that for years. <laughs> Getting away with it. I mean, last night, Jared, I cooked oh, a crab meat omelet. Oh my god! I yeah, mean, yeah. it was great. I was a bit gassy as yeah, well. Would have been good with a couple <laughs> of tater tots in it. That's, oh yeah, that's what well, you yeah, yeah. Out. I wanted a tater tot casserole, but I yeah, had yeah. to fucking. Well, do I've whipped up a couple omelet. of absolutely sensational fucking meals out of books like that, and then just had you know, served them up to people that said, "Can I have fucking two minute noodles <laughs> instead?" Yeah, well, I don't fuck sir, you. I don't. <laughs> Jared, I don't serve them to anyone. Yeah, yeah. You no can one... have two-minute no- noodles, but I'm going to take fucking ten minutes to cook yeah, the bastards. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to cook Just the out shit of spite. out of it. <laughs> I'm going to fucking burn those things like you wouldn't believe, mate. So that was Hostage. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify and Podomatic or anywhere else you get your podcasts. Send us an email at thrillme at iinet.net.au or on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia, Podomatic at thrillme.podomatic.com. Please rate and review us on iTunes and Podomatic. We're also on Instagram at ThrillMePodcastAU. Keep an eye on the Facebook page for the next movie that we cover, but it will be Christmas-related, Jared, part of a franchise Mm. that we've covered previously. Had lots of fun with. Oh, yeah, had a lot of fun with it. But until then, take it easy, and we'll catch up with everyone later. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.